Mohopanishad is the only place where it comes naturally. There uh, it comes in the sixth chapter of Mohopanishad where it describes it's it's by the way the shloka is different from the popular version it is slightly different it says ayang bandhura yangneti ganana laguchetasam udara charitanantu vasudhaiva kutumbakam so slightly different now there it is describing the lakshana of um, those elevated people in the brahmi sthiti Welcome to the today's talk. The shloka of Vasudhaiva Kutumbakam, its origins and transmission. But before we begin, let me express my very deep gratitude to Sangam Talks for organizing for inviting me especially to this topic it's very uh, personally close to my heart one reason being that it was uh, 12 years back right here in delhi at uh, india international center that i had presented um, a version of this talk uh, i presented a paper in presence of the renowned archaeologist dr b b lal and uh, presided over by very well known historian professor shivaji singh so it was uh, therefore it is very close to uh, my heart there is a lot of work that i had done uh, back then it was culmination of a very extensive research going through perhaps perhaps uh, four dozen or perhaps even more documents sources many of them in manuscript form that i had to travel to various libraries and uh, archives to access some of these manuscripts were not even in the devanagari script and therefore i had to take help from others um, at times many of these were not readily accessible i had to run from pillar to post to seek access to some of these texts and therefore all that um, uh, uh, hard work all that uh, uh, effort that had gone into the research makes it uh, even more special for me so thank you once again uh, sangam talks for inviting me to speak on this topic now if we take a survey of um, sanskrita shlokas in the society of the most popular most well known shlokas perhaps the shloka of uh, vasudhav kutumbakam ayan nijah paro veti ganana laghu chetasam udar charitanam tu vasudhaiva kutumbakam this shloka would probably secure top rank and if not the top rank it will be in the top 5 well known shlokas among the public at large and you can see its popularity not only in the people among the people but especially in the politicians among uh, the speech writers it is pretty uh, favorite shloka of theirs and 
you can see some pretty interesting usage. This shloka literally means that this person is mine and that person is somebody else. This calculation is that of a narrow mind. For the large hearts, magnanimous hearts, the whole earth is but a family, that is the meaning. So, it offers a pretty lofty idea, very tall uh, world view perspective of how to deal with the world. Perhaps that is the reason why it finds much popularity uh, in the speech writers of politicians. And especially we see that of late in last uh, 3, 4, 5 decades, it has found a um, lot of appeal amongst the um, multicultural globalist point of view. Uh, people such as Amartya Sen in his speeches, um, Amartya Sen refers to this shloka quite often. I was uh, listening to a speech he made uh, some time back where he quoted this shloka in his speech and he was uh, denouncing Hindutva and uh, right wing etcetera. And he was using this shloka as a stick kind of to beat the um, uh, Hindutva saying that Hindu tradition says that you should treat the whole world as a family. India should not distinguish between the terrorists of Mumbai and the terrorists of uh, let us say who do some act in Pakistan or Afghanistan or elsewhere. Uh, all terrorists are the same. India should deal with uh, indiscriminately between our terrorists, their terrorists etcetera. Basically, he was um, again using this as a template to offer uh, a contrast, supposed contrast that our ancients had given this Vasudhaiva Kutumbakam philosophy of how to deal with the world and that Niti and that Nyaya uh, we have now abandoned and so on and so forth. So, that is just uh, an exemplar of how the secularist variety uses this shloka. Politicians ranging from Sonia Gandhi to Narendra Modi use this shloka quite often. More interestingly, this shloka is inscribed literally in stone on India's parliament house. So, the old parliament, the not the new one that is being constructed, but current parliament house on its walls has this shloka of Vasudhaiva Kutumbakam inscribed. Multiple times the foreign ministers, ministers of external affairs in their Lok Sabha or Rajya Sabha speeches have quoted this shloka to say that this is our foreign policy. Vasudhaiva Kutumbakam is our foreign policy. So, all of that uh, popularity and this kind of uh, usage especially in the uh, strategy, policy, politics um, spheres makes it very interesting to study. My purpose of when I started doing the research about where this shloka has come from, what is the context, it really started um, when I read a Hindi book by a famous uh, poetess uh, Srimati Mahadevi Verma. So, in a book um, she wrote Mera Parivar, 
back in uh, 1972. It's a collection of uh, autobiographical uh, uh, notes about uh, different animals that she had in her life. Hmm? Gullu is a famous, Gillu is a famous uh, story in that. So, in the preface or introduction of uh, that Mera Parivar, um, another famous scholar, um, Ilachandra Joshi, Ilachandra Joshi um, says in the preface that um, her family of animals, of creatures is almost like uh, that of the Panchatantra. And he said that uh, the shloka of Vasudev Kutumbakam in Panchatantra is used, etc. So, it uh, had intrigued me when I read that. And out of curiosity, then I, start, I uh, started looking into Panchatantra, etc. And then it became um, even more curious, and we will get into that. And I will walk you through uh, the transmission of the shloka, what is the origin, and how it is used in different contexts. Uh, more especially, there will be two objectives of next few minutes. One is, of course, to understand the true meaning, purport and context of the authors of these texts, ancient Sanskrita texts, who used the shloka of uh, Vasudhaiva Kutumbakam to figure out whether they really meant the shloka as a prescription for us to follow whether they really meant for us to treat every individual, every society, every idea indiscriminately as our own. Hmm? That is first. Second is the journey itself of the shloka is pretty interesting. So, we shall, um, uh, we shall go through each text one by one and how it is used uh, and figure out where the original source of this shloka Vasudhaiva Kutumbakam is. And in between, uh, some interesting uh, hopefully information uh, we shall uh, uncover. When I started looking for the sources of this shloka, as I mentioned, uh, first source I found was this Mera Parivar and uh, the comment by Ilachandra Joshiji. And after that, when I started looking, the only other source I found was a paper uh, written by uh, Brian Hatcher in 1994 uh, called Vasudhaiva Kutumbakam, the problematic mantra. So, um, in that paper um, also, there is only one single source uh, that was mentioned by Brian Hatcher that is Hitopadesha, just like uh, the one mentioned by Ilachandra Joshi as well. So, beyond Hitopadesha and Panchatantra, uh, I could not find any uh, publication uh, about uh, tracing the source of uh, Vasudhaiva Kutumbakam. So, I therefore ventured to figure out where all it is used. So, first is Hitopadesha itself. This shloka is uh, coming in Hitopadesha. Now, Hitopadesha is uh, as uh, all of us are familiar uh, with it, uh, it is a collection of tales of um, animal characters, each tale teaches some practical, worldly moral to the students. It according to tradition was written for um, a couple of princes who were very 
uh, truant and who were not uh, uh, studying properly. So, the king um, hired this Pandita uh, called Narayana Pandita to teach the um, princes and he uh, taught them using this text which he compiled a collection of stories. Um, this um, Hitopadesha is, um, uh, is um, having four sections, each section deals with a subject. The shloka of Vasudhava Kutumbuka finds its place inside a story in the first chapter out of those four called Mitra Labhaha, gaining of friends. Within that Mitra Labhaha chapter, uh, there is a story which is narrated by a mouse called Hiranyaka to uh, his friend, uh, a crow called Laghu Patanaka. And as again we are familiar, Hitopadesha is a, having a structure where one story is looped into the other which itself has uh, another story. So, therefore, a loop of stories keep on happening, one story inside the other, inside the other. And this is a somewhat uh, unique literary structure to the Indian uh, texts. So, we find the same thing in Puranas and in Mahabharata that uh, one narration will start, that narration inside it will have uh, sub-narrations. Um, so, Rishi is talking to for example, a king. Within that talk, the Rishi will say that I had heard this uh, discussion between such Rishi and his disciples. So, now you have level 2 and then that narration of Rishi and his disciples may have a conversation or a story of some other context, some other con uh, conversation. So, that way this looping uh, structure uh, is a unique literary device of uh, ancient Indian texts. Hitopadesha follows that. So, in this story, uh, this mouse tells the crow another story uh, which has um, a, another crow called Subuddhi, a deer called Chitranga and a jackal called Kshudrabuddhi. So, these three characters there is a story. Uh, perhaps it may be interesting for me to narrate that story that will establish how this shloka is used. So, what happens? There is uh, in um, Champakavati forest, there is um, a young healthy deer called Chitranga. So, this deer uh, is uh, roaming around eating uh, green grass. So, this jackal called Kshudrabuddhi um, was passing by and uh, Kshudrabuddhi saw the deer and immediately he wanted to pounce on him and eat him. But he saw that this deer is too young and uh, too strong for me to be able to catch him. So, therefore, the jackal um, thought that uh, it may be wiser for me to first gain his trust. And um, once I have him in my trust, I can then um, devour him, which is what he does. He salutes the deer from, um, from a distance, then he goes uh, near him, he does the sweet talk with the deer. And deer sees that he is very friendly, he invites him to his home. He says, Jackal, why do not you come to my home, let me uh, take you to my place. So, they are now going to um, uh, his uh, the deer's place. On the way, the deer's friend, the crow, Subuddhi, he is watching from the branch of a tree and he says, what is this going on, deer and Jackal, how can they be friends? So, the crow, Subuddhi, 
he asks his friend the deer, hey who is that? Deer says, uh, he is my new friend, he is very nice, he talks so nice, uh, he is uh, a good jackal. Uh, are you sure? He says, yeah, yeah, he is very nice. So, seeing his friend in delusions, the crow narrates a story. That story is, so now you are at level 3, another story inside a, another story. In this story, which we will come back to, uh, it is about uh, a vulture called Jaradgava and a cat called Dirghkarana. Hmm? So, he narrates that story and that story about sabotage, how internally a society, a person, um, a civilization can be sabotaged because of trusting wrong ideas, wrong people, wrong elements. So, Crow Subuddhi narrates that story, when that story ends, immediately after that the reaction from Jakal comes, the Jakal, Kshudra uh, Buddhi then narrates the shloka of Vasudhaiva Kutumbakam. Let that sink in. The shloka of Vasudhaiva Kutumbakam is narrated by Kshudra Buddhi the Jakal, who is the villain of the story. He says, hey, magnanimous hearts do not behave like this, that this is my um, relative, that one is not my relative. For uh, magnanimous people, large hearted people, everybody is a family. What is good, what is bad, what is Jakal, what is crow? So, that is the retort which um, the jackal makes and that convinces the uh, poor deer that oh, he is a nice guy, he is very learned also, he is quoting the shlokas and he takes him to his home. The rest of the story can be summed up very quickly. Uh, when the right time comes, when the trust is totally gained, the jackal pounces on the deer, hapless uh, deer, uh, but then our wise crow Subuddhi, he devises a plan and uh, through that plan kills the jackal, uh, jackal is slain and deer is saved. So, that way you can understand jackal, the villain who eventually got killed and who wanted to sabotage um, and cheat this uh, deer is the one who is saying Vasudhaiva Kutumbakam. But it is important also for us to listen to the other story in reaction to which this shloka of Vasudhaiva Kutumbakam is uttered by the uh, by the jackal. So, the Kros Buddhi narrates the story of uh, Jaradgava, the vulture and Dirghkarana, the cat. So, he says that on the banks of Ganga, uh, there was long time back um, a very old tree which had a hollow. In the hollow of the tree, a vulture named Jaradgava used to live. On that huge banyan tree, there were so many other birds, hundreds of other birds and those birds, they had little, um, uh, you know, little birds. So, when these birds used to go uh, for um, fetching the food, etcetera, uh, the babysitting for those little birds would be done by this vulture, Jaradgava. Jaradgava was very old, he did not have eyesight, he, his nails had all dropped off his beak uh, had also fallen off. So, he practically was harmless. So, uh, birds used to trust him and in return for his guarding the little birds, they used to give him some food as well. So, that is how the situation was. One day, uh, there was a cat, that cat named Dirghkarana, long-eared Dirghkarana cat. Uh, that cat comes towards the tree seeing so many birds to have a meal out of them. Uh, 
So, as uh, the cat is approaching, uh, Giddha, although he does not have good eyesight, is able to smell and hear um, somebody approaching. So, uh, after all, he is a vulture, he is uh, a bird of prey. So, he shouts from a distance, who comes towards this tree? I am guarding this tree. So, the cat saw the vulture and got scared for a moment, but cat was very clever. So, he, just like the in the previous story, you saw Jekyll uh, trying to make a plan of sabotaging the cat, Dirghakarana. Uh, he does a sweet talk. He says, I am a sannyasin. I am doing tapasya, chandrayana vrata in Ganga. Uh, I do tapasya whole um, day. I am a vegetarian. I do not even meet, uh, eat any meat. So, vulture initially laughs. He says, you are a cat and you are saying you are vegetarian. That is really strange. The cat uh, eventually convinces, um, convinces uh, the vulture that I am actually coming here for doing a satsanga with you. We are, you know, bhai chara, bhai bhai. So, cat um, uh, was able to convince the vulture. Uh, Dirghakarana started living in the hollow of, uh, of uh, Jaradgava and uh, uh, slowly after the fears or the concerns of Jaradgava had settled down, cat started one by one picking these little birds and uh, eating them. The cat would eat the birds and the remains of uh, those little birds he would throw near the hollow of the vulture. So, when the birds uh, started noticing their children missing, they did the investigation and then they saw the bones and remains of their children near the hollow of um, Jaradgava. So, logically they concluded that uh, this uh, vulture is actually eating away our children and uh, rest of the story is very simple. They attacked the vulture, cat uh, coolly um, left the hollow uh, and went uh, his way. The vulture was killed by the birds. So, what is the moral of the story? Uh, moral of the story again is about sabotage. It is about not trusting without inquiry, without proper investigation. Any, uh, even though woke, good looking idea hmm, sounding good, it does not matter if it sounds good. Whether it is actually good, uh, that investigation needs to be done. Without un understanding the nature, the history, the behavior, the antecedents of um, an alien, unwittingly trusting them can be dangerous. That is the moral of both of these stories. And Vasudhaiva Kutumbakam in Hitopadesha finds place in, uh, in these tales uttered by a villain in response to the story about sabotage of another villain, uh, the cat. So, here of course, the author of uh, Hitopadesha, Narayana Pandita in 5th century is not at all using this shloka to teach the children of course, uh, universal brotherhood. On the contrary, exactly opposite to it, he is trying to warn the children that do not trust people, ideas just like this. So, this was Hitopadesha written in 5th century by Narayana Pandita and in the very beginning of Hitopadesha, Narayana Pandita refers to Panchatantra. So, in the ninth shloka, in the beginning of Hitopadesha, he says, Panchatantra tathanyasmat granthad krishya likhyate. That this text is being written 
by extracting information from Panchatantra and other texts. So, Panchatantra and other texts which means Panchatantra was so important for Narayana Pandita and therefore, the next natural stop for us to look for this shloka would be uh, the source text of Hitopadesha Panchatantra. So, Panchatantra written by Acharya Vishnu Sharman, the great uh, thinker, philosopher of uh, politics and Niti. Um, this text can be dated to the late Mauryan period in the 3rd century of BCE. So, it is that old. It is perhaps the oldest, not perhaps, it is the oldest available book of tales in the world book of tales dedicated to it. Of course, we have um, uh, tales uh, embedded into many other uh, older texts, but an entirely dedicated book of tales uh, which we have, the oldest of that is Panchatantra. And Panchatantra um, had travelled the whole world from very ancient times. So, under various names it was translated, adopted in many languages fairly early, notably um, in Pahlavi as well as Farsi later, in Syriac and Turkic, Greek and Latin, Hebrew and Arabic, Tibetan and Chinese, so many other languages, very, very, very old translations, adaptations of Panchatantra are available. The famous um, collection of fables in Europe such as uh, Pilpes, Aesop's, Grimm's fairy tales, they all have some content or the other from Panchatantra. Hmm? The famous um, Farsi translation of uh, Panchatantra uh, known as uh, Kalila Vadimna, Kalila Vadimna, uh, the, this, this uh, collection of Farsi uh, stories is basically a translation, adaptation of Panchatantra itself. Even the names of characters are not changed. They are Persianized, but not entirely changed. So, anyways, Pancha Tantra, as the name has, has four tantras. So, this book is divided into four tantras, and in the last tantra, fifth tantra, called Aparikshita Karakam, this shloka of Vasudhaiva Kutumbukam can be found in a story called Singha Karaka Murkha Brahmana Katha. So, it is a very interesting title. The title is The Story of the Foolish Brahmin, <laughs> the uh, Singha Karaka Murkha Brahmana Katha. So, uh, the story goes like this that uh, once upon a time there were four uh, young uh, Brahmin friends who were studying in a Gurukula. Three of them uh, were uh, very learned. And the youngest one of them was not particularly uh, learned, uh, he was not able to learn much. But anyways, they were friends and living in a Gurukula. So, having completed the education, these friends decided to go to a city to earn fame and wealth from the learning that they had made. So, they started uh, traveling. The older uh, of, um, oldest of uh, the friends, they said this youngest one, he is not very learned, he is useless, he has not learnt anything. Uh, I think we should leave him behind, we should not take him with us. The third one, 
the third Brahmin convinces the uh, oldest one that no, no, uh, does not matter even if he is not uh, very learned, allow him to accompany us, after all he is our friend. And it is this Brahmana, the third Brahmana and I repeat third because uh, that, that will uh, soon become apparent why uh, Vishnu Sharman has this particular Brahmana narrate the shloka of Vasudhaiva Kutumbakam. So, he, the third Brahmana convinces the older ones that hey, this younger one is also our friend only, allow him to accompany us. We will share little bit of earning with him also. And he says Vasudhaiva Kutumbakam to convince that he, everybody is a family, he is also our family, etcetera. Now, as they were going into the forest, they saw a carcass of some animal. Suddenly, the idea of uh, putting this animal to life came into their minds because they were very learned. The oldest one put the bones together into proper anatomy of the skeleton. Second Brahmana added through his knowledge, through his mantra shakti, uh, flesh and skin, nails and teeth to that animal. Once that was done, it was very apparent that this animal is nothing else but a lion. The third one, despite seeing that it is a lion, uh, was now about to start his mantra prayoga to add prana to it, to make it uh, alive. As he was about to do that, the fourth one, the supposedly not so much learned one, he stopped his older friends. He said, friends, listen, do not revive. It is an, it, 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 an animal that is not safe for us. It is a lion. As soon as you will revive him, uh, do you know what is the first thing he will do? He will be hungry and he will pounce on us and he will make a meal out of us. Do not do that. But the older ones did not listen to him. They said, hey, shut up. Uh, we are the learned ones. You are a fool. Let us um, continue and do that. Finally, after having failed to convince his older friends, younger one said, okay, if you want to do it, um, do it, but give me just five minutes. He runs and climbs up a tree. And we can obviously understand rest of the story. Uh, the third one, the one who had earlier recited Vasudhaiva Kutumbakam, uh, goes ahead and revives prana into this lion. As soon as lion uh, comes alive, naturally he kills the three. The oldest one, supposedly the dullard, but actually the smart one, he survives and he returns back to his village, uh, of course, lamenting the fate of his friends. Now, let us understand, underline here the author of Panchatantra, Acharya Vishnu Sharman, in the beginning itself has declared these Brahmanas as fools. Singha Karaka Murkha Brahmana Katha is the name of the tale. Murk. If he had good intentions of teaching Vasudhaiva Kutumbakam as a niti, why would he have a fool recite this shloka? It does not make sense. He has purposefully made a foolish Brahmana recite this shloka. Even within the foolish Brahmanas, that Brahmana who is the most foolish, who despite having seen that it is a lion, revived the lion to life. He could have made first or the second foolish Brahmana also do it, but the most foolish third Brahmana he made recite this shloka. So, just like Vishnu Sharman, uh, just like uh, Narayana Pandita later, Vishnu Sharman 
is also not giving prescription of Vasudhaiva Kutumbakam at all to us that treat everybody uh, blindly as your family. No, he is not doing that. He is actually on the contrary warning against um, uh, clished usage, the uh, not correct usage of uh, uh, this, uh, this uh, universal brotherhood. So, that is Panchatantra. Now, Panchatantra itself refers to many Niti texts, just like Hitopadesha refers by name to Panchatantra. In Panchatantra, in the very beginning, uh, Acharya Vishnu Sharman remembers many Niti uh, teachers who happened before him. There, uh, he remembers Chanakya. So, in a shloka, uh, which uh, I think second shloka of uh, Panchatantra, he says, Manave vachas pataye shukraya parasharaya sasutaya chanakyaya cha vidushe namostu naya shastra kartibhrihi. So, there um, chanakya he keeps for, for the last. Uh, it may be possible that it is because of chronology, because Chanakya happened in the Mauryan times and very soon after that uh, the text of Panchatantra was written. But likely it was also because uh, he must have been much indebted uh, to uh, Chanakya for the references he is using. Therefore, uh, just like we came to Panchatantra from Hitopadesha, uh, I think the next stop for us must logically be to go through these uh, Niti texts that are mentioned by him, by uh, Chanakya, by Manu, etc. So, in uh, all the texts that he mentioned there as the source for his Panchatantra, like uh, Manusmriti, Vachaspati, um, etc., I could not find, having gone through the text, I could not find the shloka of Vasudhaiva Kutumbukam. Chanakya's uh, writings, especially the well-known Arthashastra, of course, it is not there at all. It is quite uh, actually uh, not so much compatible with the overall thought process of Chanakya in the Arthashastra. But then there are a lot of Niti texts, free-floating Niti texts, which go with the name of Chanakya. There are plenty of them. So, to name, um, there are 10 well-known Niti texts which carry the title in the title name of Chanakya, namely Laghu Chanakya, Vridha Chanakya, Chanakya Niti Darpanam, Chanakya Niti Shastra, Chanakya Niti Shataka, Chanakya Rajaniti Shastra, Chanakyam, Chanakya Shatakam, Chanakya Niti Vyavahara Sara Sangraha, Chanakya Sutrani, and Rajaniti. So, those are not 10, 11. Within that, each of these have multiple recensions. So, recensions are variants of uh, the same text. Many of them have not one uh, standard version, but multiple versions. So, I started uh, looking at the manuscripts. I, some of them are published also. Some of them are not published in book form. So, uh, one has to access them, read them. Four of these, uh, the Laghu Chanakya, Vridha Chanakya, Chanakya Niti Darpanam, Chanakya Niti Shastra. These are published by many scholars. Uh, these are available very, very widely from Tamil Nadu to Kashmir, Nepal, Rajasthan to Bengal. Only 
in two manuscripts of all these perhaps more than more than 20 published and non-published versions of these texts uh, I had to see. Out of that only two had actually the shloka of Vasudhaiva Kutumbukam in them. One manuscript, single manuscript of Vridha Chanakya which I found in Tanjaur library, only one. Now for Vridha Chanakya there are other recensions also, they do not have shloka of Vasudhaiva Kutumbukam, but Tanjaur recension of Vridha Chanakya did have this shloka and uh, uh, one again only one version of Chanakya Niti Shastra. So Chanakya Niti Shastra is also popular text. Most of the recensions did not have the shloka of Vasudeva Kutumbukam, but one particular version of text that I saw did have it. So again um, how do we decide whether it was naturally part of Chanakya's teachings or it was uh, later addition. So I should uh, mention that uh, very famous scholar Ludwig Sternbach, Ludwig Sternbach uh, was an American Indologist scholar. Uh, he operated in 1950s to 1970s, passing away middle of 1970. One of those few Western Indologists who we can sincerely admire, who not only had deep enough scholarship, but even the um, good intentions towards the Hindu uh, system of knowledge, Hindu uh, uh, scholarship, etc. It comes across in all his works. But not to digress, uh, Ludwig Sternbach had done amazing research about Chanakya's uh, Niti uh, texts. He actually compiled a critical edition of Chanakya's uh, shlokas, Niti shlokas. So I referred to uh, Ludwig Sternbach's research and especially he has created a statistical kind of uh, methodology of identifying interpolations, which shloka came later, uh, got added by later authors and which was core part of the text. He has some kind of a statistical statistical methodology. So I used that to understand whether Vasudhaiva Kutumbukam Shloka could have been naturally part of uh, any of the Chanakya texts, answer is no. So uh, first of all the authentic thought of Chanakya as shines through in Arthashastra and majority of the Niti Shlokas, um, he is Kutila, right? I mean not only his Gotra is Kutila, but thought process is also Kutila and he is um, known for real politic. He um, is the brain behind creating the huge vast Mauryan empire, yes. It seems very unlikely that Chanakya will teach that whole world is a family kind of a thought process. And then added on top this uh, uh, looking at all the manuscripts which uh, I tried to do, uh, where out of about 20 or so uh, different texts, only two recensions had the shloka of Vasudeva Kutumbukam. Therefore, conclusion that I drew was that uh, it is not likely that uh, Vasudeva Kutumbukam was a part of Chanakya Niti at all. Having said that, uh, our next stop uh, naturally was to look at the other sources and especially the other um, collection of stories. So just like we saw Hitopadesha and Panchatantra, 
very well known collection of stories is uh, what we call Singhasan Battisi. All of us are again pretty familiar with Singhasan Battisi. Hmm? Baital Pachisi and Singhasan Battisi. Uh, so, 32. Hmm? So, in Sanskrita, Dwa Trimshat Puttalika Singhasanam, it is the title of uh, these 32 tales. Uh, it is also um, famous with the name of Vikrama Charitra, Vikrama Charita, etcetera. Now, uh, the structure um, of these stories is that uh, the famous king Bhojadeva, he tries to, um, uh, tries to ascend a throne, hmm, a Singhasana, which has been accidentally found. So, it is a magical uh, Singhasana which was hidden under earth and uh, uh, some village boys were playing around and there is a boy who sits on top of that mound and as soon as he sits on top of the mound, he suddenly becomes wise and is able to solve the difficult problems for, uh, for everyone. So, um, Bhoja has that uh, mound dug out, he finds the Singhasana, brings it to his capital Dhara and then as he tries to climb on the uh, Singhasana, it has 32 steps. Each step has a statue, small statuette, Pratima on it, Puttalika rather and uh, each Puttalika will tell a story and uh, then uh, the, uh, having told the story, Puttalika will pose a challenge to King Bhoja that do you have those qualities, etcetera. So, therefore, these 32 statues, Pratimas or Puttalikas and therefore, 32 stories, Singhasana Bhattisi. And again, uh, just like Panchatantra uh, was um, so famous, it travelled all over the world in every civilization. So, also the Singhasana Bhattisi, so much so that um, uh, it travelled very early in 11th century itself to Mongolia. So, there is a very famous collection of Mongolian stories whose character is R.G. Buji. R.G. Buji comes from Raja Bhoja and um, actually Vikram Khagan is the another main character of that. Vikram Khagan is nothing but Vikramaditya. Hmm? This Singhasan belonged to Vikramaditya and therefore, all the steps, um, the all these 32 stories are about Vikramaditya. Anyways, it was natural for me to then next tap into the 32 stories and um, go through um, go through these stories to see whether Shloka of Vasudeva Kutumbakam finds a place in any of these stories. So, as I started going through, I found six different, entirely different versions of 32 stories, not one, six different versions. So, first uh, version you can call Southern or Telugu recension. Uh, the manuscripts are found in Andhra, the libraries, temples. There is um, a metrical recension in Anushtupa meter, um, you can call it metrical recension. There is a completely prose only, uh, all these stories does not, they do not have any shloka, it is all in prose. So, that is a third recension, mostly found from Madhya Pradesh area. There are two completely different Jaina recensions. So, uh, uh, from central um, India, Madhya Pradesh, etcetera, as well as Gujarat, uh, these two different Jain version of 32 stories are found. And then Varuruchi, the famous uh, Mahakavi of Sanskrit Bhasha, uh, 
Vararuchi's um, recension which is totally in poetry, metrical again, totally in the poetry, different from the previous metrical recension that I mentioned. So therefore you have um, six different recensions and I went through each of them, not all of them are published in the book form. So, and also not all of them were in Devanagari. Out of six, I found actually Vasudev Kutumbukam present in three. Both of the Jain recensions in different stories had the shloka of Vasudev Kutumbukam. And um, I also found um, in the Andhra Telugu version, this shloka is present with a different form. In the uh, Telugu version, the, uh, the Andhra version of uh, 32 uh, stories collection, uh, this shloka occurs in the story which is narrated by the third statue whose name is Suprabha. So each of these statues have a name. I mean the attention to detail that our ancestors have in the literature is remarkable. So each statue has a name. The name of the third statue is Suprabha. She narrates a story. Uh, the name of the story is Sarvasva Dakshina Yajna Varnanam. And the shloka version is different. It says, Ayang nijah paro veti vikalpo bhranta chetasam punastudara chittanam vasudhaiva kutumbakam. So, it is a very different version of the shloka. Hmm? Now, it is, I will not narrate the whole story, but it is about um, a yajna which, which Vikramaditya is doing in his capital Ujjaini, and he sends um, um, a brahmana to south um, to invite the Varuna Devata, the sea uh, Devata. Uh, Brahmana goes, he does lot of adventure, but by the time he returns, uh, having done the invitation, Yajna is over. Varuna had sent uh, um, magical Ratnas to give to Vikramaditya. Long story short, uh, it is about magnanimity of Vikramaditya who gives these jewels back to Brahmana only. For the first time, Vasudhev Kutumbukam shloka appears in a positive sense. Vasudhev Kutumbukam, as we have seen uh, in Hitopadesha, Panchatantra, villains or fools actually in one case fool and they all die. Here it is uh, recited uh, in magnanimity of Vikramaditya, that is the sense of this shloka is. The Jaina recensions that I mentioned, the first Jaina recension uh, has the shloka in a story known as Paropakaraya Swadeha Huti Dana, which is uh, narrated by the seventh uh, statue, who is also known as Suprabha. Hmm? So, name of the statue that narrates the story is the same between Telugu recension and Jain recension but uh, it is the seventh statue this time. Again a long story, it is also about Vikramaditya's um, uh, magnanimity, donation, kindness, where he donates his own body uh, in a yajna to save another king who had actually jealousy for Vikramaditya. So even for that jealous king, he gives away his own body in a yajna, he burns himself. Anyways, uh, once again, in this case also, it is coming in positive sense. This is uh, perhaps a 13th or 14th century uh, recension. Then we have another Jaina recension, thir third uh, source where I found it. 
it is written in 15th century by Pandita Shubhashila Gani, a Jaina Acharya. There also the statue's name is uh, Suprabha, um, etcetera, etcetera, um, and it is again in a positive sense. So we see that at least um, by the time of um, 11th, 14th, 15th century, Vasudeva Kutumbakam had been transformed into a positive sense. It had become more or less a representative of magnanimity, large-heartedness, etc. So, uh, as we have seen that uh, earlier in the 3rd century BCE uh, in Panchatantra, the story stood for a foolish Brahmana who, um, who gets killed because of uh, his foolishness and this shloka represents kind of that foolishness. To the Gupta times in Hitopadesha, where uh, the shloka is actually a warning against subversion, against trusting somebody or some idea unwittingly. And both Gupta um, era India and Maurya era India, you can understand how it was in both those times, uh, how strong, how expansive, uh, uh, how united Indian political uh, map uh, looked like. To the 13th, 14th century when now Vasudev Kutumbakam had become an emblem of uh, magnanimity, generousness, etc. And you also know what the situation of India in 14th, 15th century had become. Anyways, having seen uh, Vasudev Kutumbakam in this collection of 32 stories, uh, naturally I turn to the 25 stories of uh, uh, Vetala, Vetala Pamchavim Shati. And interestingly, actually one of the 32 stories of the statues has the seed of the Vetala 25 stories. So, as I was saying loop of tales, right? here it is a loop of books. So, one of the 32 stories has the connection to Vetala. So, mechanism of storytelling is different, but that is also about uh, some life lessons. So, I looked through, again there are multiple versions in the manuscripts I saw in Sanskrit, I could not find this shloka in Vetala Panchavimshati. Hmm. Then I saw uh, other uh, collections of uh, stories like uh, Kathasarit Sagara. Kathasarit Sagara is another pretty ancient uh, collection of stories, comes to, from perhaps 1st century BCE to 2nd century of common era. Uh, multiple recensions, I saw Kathasarit Sagara um, recensions, but I did not find this shloka there. Now, this shloka uh, naturally has become what is known as subhashita. Hmm? So, subhashita means well said literally is a free floating um, nice to hear and uh, kind of a capsule of knowledge, wisdom hmm? that is called subhashita. So, that there is a very famous subhashita about subhashita, aphorism, uh, aphorism yeah, aphorism of wisdom. Uh, so, there is a famous Subhashita about Subhashita which says, Bhashasu Mukhya Madhura Divya Girvana Bharati Tasyangi Madhuram Kavyam Tasmadapi Subhashitam. That um, amongst all the languages, Sanskrit Bhasha or Girvana Bharati Bhasha is the sweetest and the, uh, the chief and also divine. 
within Sanskrit too, its poetry is the foremost uh, sweetest portion and within poetry also Subhashitas are the sweetest portions. So, that way it establishes the um, greatness of Subhashita. Subhashitas were aphorisms, uh, they were used, um, they are still used as adages, kahavat hmm? as we say in Hindi. Um, on any context, uh, suddenly um, an applicable Subhashita would be uttered, which would kind of nail the point or uh, reinforce the point one is making. It was used by uh, people to enhance their speech, um, uh, their uh, you know forcefulness of whatever they were saying. Uh, people would, prose writers would use these as insertions in their writings um, um, for their poetic and wisdom value etcetera. So, these Subhashitas uh, we also see in the Sanskrita literature being collected in collection of Subhashitas right from very old times. And I started going through these collections of Subhashitas and sure enough Subhashitas because Sudhav Kutumbukam is a very well known Subhashita, it was found widely in almost every collection of Subhashitas I saw. The most famous of these collections is called Subhashita Valihi written by Vallabha Deva. So, in that collection um, it, it has thousands of such Subhashitas, good thing is it um, there are two interesting things in, in how it is collected. First is that it categorizes them by subject. So, each chapter uh, has a collection of Subhashitas um, and that chapter is dedicated to a particular emotion, particular situation. So, miserly people, so foolish people, mudhas. So, all the Subhashitas about misers will be in one chapter, all the Subhashitas, uh, Subhashitas about mudhas would be in one chapter all the Subhashitas about student life would be in one chapter. So, that way subject wise categorization is one good thing. Other is it also tries to give you the source of where the Subhashita originally came from. So, that is not an easy work for one to trace the source of a shloka. Therefore, it helped me very much when I looked up the Subhashita Valihi, uh, it helped me very much to try to find where it came from. So, at the number 498 in the sequence, the shloka of uh, Vasudhev Kutumkam appears in the chapter about generous people. So, of course, we saw um, it uh, appeared in already 11th century in the Singhasanabhattisi for generosity of Vikramaditya. Hmm? Uh, naturally, it was about generosity, uh, which is how uh, Vallabhadeva categorized it. But as I was saying, he gives a clue about where it came from. So, there in his Subhashita Vallihi, Vallabhadeva says that this shloka was written by poet Udbhata Bhatta. Udbhata Bhatta was a very important poet from Kashmir. He was actually not only a poet, um, he was a great politician also. He was prime minister at that time uh, of the king of Kashmir he finds mention in all the uh, histories of uh, Kashmir country. He was also um, a philosopher and uh, an acharya um, of the atheist uh, darshana, hmm? lokayata or charvakan particularly, he was a charvakan, very well known charvakan. 
so charvak philosophy he has written works on anyways since um, i got the clue that uh, from vallabhadeva that this shloka was written by udbhata my next natural stop was to scan through the writings of udbhata bhatta so there are three works of udbhata which are uh, known uh, by us that he wrote uh, first is bhamaha vivarana which is a commentary on bhamaha another great uh, kashmiri poet uh, and um, acharya of poetics he wrote a commentary on that then kumara sambhava a poetry that that uh, he had uh, written kavya lankara sar sangraha Uh, another work that uh, udbhata wrote out of these only the last one kavya lankara sara sangraha is the only work which is now available to us other two works have been destroyed lost um, there are fractions of his writings which are uh, captured by other authors uh, so therefore i had to go through additional texts indu raja was the guru of uh, the famous savant abhinava gupta um, indu raja was his teacher indu raja wrote a laghu vritti a text laghu vritti there he quotes uh, udbhata bhatta and um, um, indeed there are several other authors who sporadically um, have used quotations from udbhata so i went through all of them but i failed to find the shloka of vasudheva kutumbakam so i uh, therefore um, went through not only the texts uh, that are supposedly written by udbhata bhatta but uh, naturally next stop for me was to kind of cipher uh, through go through the works written by other kashmiri scholars and poets after udbhata bhatta to see if they quoted some sections some quotations of udbhata just like a later much later uh, uh, vallabhadeva claimed to have quoted so i went through the texts of uh, uh, induraja mammata etc uh, indeed um, uh, even the abhinava gupta uh, very big corpus of literature for which i had to go through quite a lot of <laughs> lot of texts and it's going through going through and then looking for the shloka i could not find this um, in any of the um, udbhata related literature so conclusion for me naturally was that it is possible that udbhata bhatta might have used it uh, in some place some work but he would not be the original author he would be quoting naturally because already um, more than 1000 years before udbhata uh, the author of panchatantra vishnu sharman ji quoted it um, in in uh, in uh, panchatantra so therefore udbhata would not be an author Uh, in what context udbhata quoted it that information um, unfortunately we may not know because those texts are probably lost then the since uh, uh, you know i was going through the um, texts of these poetics uh, authors udbhata of course is a great acharya of kashmiri poetics bhamaha udbhata and mammata these three great kashmiri poetic acharyas are, are considered great munis of poetry uh, naturally um, having seen those and having seen the chanakyas um, aphorisms next thing was to look for those in bhartrihari 
So, Bhartrihari is other very great famous um, author of aphorisms. So, Neeti Shataka, Shringar Shataka, Vairagya Shataka. So, these three collection of 100 shlokas in each of those uh, are famous um, works of Bhartrihari besides other works. And he has connection supposedly with the uh, uh, Singhasan, Battisi, etcetera, right, from because he is related to Vikramaditya. Anyways, uh, so I went through the uh, three Shatakas, Niti, Vairagya and uh, Shringara, uh, especially Niti Shataka naturally. And it is not one single version, just like Chanakya's or uh, you know aphorisms, even Niti Shataka, it is not here are the 100 shlokas. If you start going through the manuscripts, there are multiple versions of Shatakas, multiple recensions that are found. And um, I did not see, myself I did not see it in any manuscript that I saw, I saw 4 or 5. I did not find uh, the shloka of Vasudhaiva Kutumbakam. But uh, in 1948, there was a book published by the Marxist uh, scholar D.D. Uh, Koshambi. Um, he had um, kind of critical edition of uh, the Shatakas of uh, Bhartrihari. Bhartrihari Virachita Shataka Trayadi Subhashita Sangraha, that is the name of that critical edition. So, there in that book, D.D. Uh, Koshambi, uh, for some reason, he included the shloka of Vasudhav Kutumbakam. So, um, probably he saw it in some manuscript, but since it is absent in majority of uh, the manuscripts of Niti Shataka, uh, most likely it is going to be uh, the case that it was an interpolation, it was uh, just one recension probably which did have it. Uh, but outside of D.D. Koshambi's version, uh, I did not find the shloka of uh, Vasudhaiva Kutumbakam, uh, either in any published version or in four or five manuscripts that uh, I examined. So, that is Bhartrihari. Uh, so, naturally, um, we can rule out uh, it, um, you know, to be included by Bhartrihari. Besides, Bhartrihari uh, is, um, have, um, you know, he occurred much later. Um, than the author of Panchatantra. So, if Panchatantra already had the uh, shloka of Vasudhaiva Kutumbakam uh, very widely in all its uh, uh, manuscripts, it seems unlikely that Bhartrihari would use that shloka because Bhartrihari is not uh, just uh, collecting the shloka, he is the poet, he is writing original shlokas. So, it is extremely unlikely that um, out of the 100 Bhartrihari shlokas, he would include a shloka of somebody else. So, we can rule out uh, Bhartrihari uh, as the, uh, as anything to do with the shloka of Vasudhaiva Kutumbakam. Then naturally, I went through um, various uh, Purana, at least the main Puranas. Uh, I went through Mahabharata, not just the critical edition, um, which has uh, few shlokas, but uh, various recensions of Mahabharata, larger one, um, Gita Press and other versions. I could not find the shloka of Vasudhaiva Kutumbakam either in the Puranas or in Mahabharata. And I mentioned Mahabharata and uh, uh, Puranas because uh, Panchatantra and Hitopadesha do quote from Mahabharatas and Puranas. So, it was likely that it could have been there, but uh, I could not find the shloka there.
So, so far we saw Hitopadesha, Panchatantra, collections of aphorisms of uh, Kautilya, Bhartrihari, uh, we saw the collection of uh, Subhashitas such as Vallabhadeva, we saw um, Kashmiri poetry, we saw uh, Singhasan Bhattisi, uh, Vetal Panchavinshati collections, we saw Kathasarit Sagara and I mentioned where I have found, where I have not found already. So, where did it come from? That I have kept for the last, it came from an Upanishada. This shloka is part of an Upanishada known as Mahopanishada. Mahopanishad is the original source of this shloka. It is a very old, very ancient Upanishad, although not as uh, much uh, popular perhaps in our time um, as the other Upanishada, but it is pretty ancient for sure. Uh, we see that uh, great scholars, acharyas like uh, Sri Ramanujacharya quotes from uh, this Upanishada in his commentary on Brahma Sutra. We also see Sri Yamunacharya in his uh, Purusha Niranaya quote from Mahopanishada. Similarly, Narayanarya in Tattva Niranaya, uh, Yadav Prakasha in his commentary on Srimad Bhagavad Gita, they all quote Mahopanishada. There is an entire commentary on Mahopanishada itself uh, written by Shankaranandha. Hmm. And interestingly, the name of Mahopanishada finds mention in Mahabharata itself. So, in, in Narayani, a section of Shanti Parva, not once but twice, the glory of Mahopanishada is mentioned. So, Mahopanishadam mantram adhiyanana swaranvitam panchopanishadair mantrair manasadhyayata shuchi. And another place, idam mahopanishadam chatur vedasaman vitam sankhya yoga kritam tena pancharatranushabditam. So, like that, they uh, describe Manhupanishada as a great source, uh, definitely from the Vaishnava perspective, because it is in the Narayani section, which is um, in, in Shanti Parva. Anyways, for sure, uh, in Mahopanishada, this shloka is not only present, but present in a natural core content of the text. Unlike in Hitopadesha and uh, Panchatantra and uh, uh, Singhasana Bhattisi, etc., where it is explicitly quoted by somebody, some character or somebody is quoting this shloka to address uh, their point. Here, it is not a quotation. It is natural flow of the text. In every other text where it is present, it is a quotation. Sometimes, even in Hitopadesha manuscripts, you see, um, they would say, uh, as it has been said, they would say. Hmm? Some places it says, um, uh, Rishi Proktam, it would be said, that Rishi has said it. So, if Rishi so has said it, naturally it has connection to Vedic corpus and Mahopanishada is Vedic corpus, right. So, that is uh, the only place, Mahopanishada is the only place where it comes naturally. There, uh, it comes in the sixth chapter of Mahopanishada, um, where 
it describes it's it's by the way the shloka is different from the popular version it is slightly different it says ayam bandhura yangneti ganana laguchetasam udara charitanantu vasudhaiva kutumbakam so slightly different now there it is describing the lakshana of um, those elevated people in the brahmi sthiti so those mahapurushas who are in brahmi sthiti this portion of the text says for them naturally the whole world becomes a family it is not an ayojana it is not an uh, pretense to believe that whole world is a family these brahmi sthiti people feel even mosquito is their brother even uh, a small insect an animal somebody uh, uh, who they have absolutely no otherwise connection because they see ekatma in everything they have realized that state they feel pain if they see somebody else in pain they feel happiness if they see somebody else in happiness it becomes their their character it's not a niti niti is something which you intellectually uh, prepare yourself and uh, you know to behave in a particular way here it is not a niti for them uh, it is their behavior it is their very nature very character so that's uh, what the usage of uh, um, the shloka is as a lakshana of that brahmi sthiti in mahopanishada which then is finally the source uh, of uh, this uh, shloka of vasudhaiv kutumbakam anyways that was the journey of transmission of uh, the shloka uh, couple of uh, lessons we can probably draw from this one is that uh, for sure the context in which we currently see the shloka of vasudhaiv kutumbakam often recited such as the examples i gave by amartya sen or politicians ranging from sonia gandhi to narendra modi or foreign ministers in indian parliament that it's our foreign policy putting it inscribing it in the parliament house that's that's complete uh, subversion of the context of original spiritual meaning of vasudhaiv kutumbakam it is clist uh, derivation of that meaning it is not at all a prescription by your ancestors to us for behaving with the world it's not a prescription it's not a niti it is not a way to behave we have to keep our guards on when we interact with other elements we need to study the behavior patterns their antecedents their philosophy their intentions and history before you trust and bring them in into your system unlike um, how the uh, gullible deer without considering that jackal cannot be a friend of <laughs> of a deer invited jackal because he was sweet talking uh, here our niti text in fact teach us exactly opposite of that they teach us to be on caution when you hear such kind of sweet talks to be on guard against Uh, against blindly trusting any of that that's the teaching that's the first second removed from the original context such as here the spiritual meaning of vasudhaiv kutumbakam where it is 
वेरी लक्षण ऑफ ए महापुरुष इन ब्राह्मी स्थिति रिमूव फ्रॉम दैट जस्ट बिकॉज ऑफ इट्स एस्थेटिक नाइस साउंडिंग वैल्यू अप्लाइंग दिस इन वर्ल्डली कंटेक्सट ऑफन वुड कॉज हार्म इट डज कॉज मच हार्म बिकॉज दैट्स नॉट द इंटेंशन ऑफ द ऋषि वेन दे सेट दैट इन द उपनिषद एंड अनफॉर्चुनेटली वी सी दैट हैपन इन सो मनी अदर कंटेक्सट्स सो मनी अदर प्लेसेज श्लोकाज ऑफ भगवदगीता और मनुस्मृति और अदर सेक्रेड लिटरेचर is plucked out of context and used even the vedas even the core uh, uh, vedika mantras also are quoted uh, left right and center uh, without context which causes nothing but damage actually so anyways um, how do i conclude um, it it was uh, very uh, it was lot of work and uh, i think what can be better reward than uh, uh, my paper Uh, being accepted to be uh, presented in the conference um, chaired by bb lalji and uh, uh, professor shivaji singh ji various other scholars um, this research got quoted by uh, many famous scholars such as uh, um, shri vivek debrai ji dr konrad elst many others um, in many books and many papers uh, many articles so that that was a moment of uh, <laughs> a lot of fulfillment for me and therefore uh, i once again must uh, thank uh, sangam talks particularly about this topic thank you so much it was great listening to you uh, this topic is uh, something which i think every every indian must uh, i mean listen to you this kabul the fun what you have brought up today talked about vishnu sharma and narayan panta and this chanakya to put them all together and see what a fund of knowledge which is available within our own country which i don't think we ever realized earlier and we still don't realize in right in the beginning you talked about vichar uh, chinta people who have broad minds or mature minds talking about this Uh, i would like you to explain this a little more and just confirm the people broad minds talk of uh, deva kutumbakam obviously that also means that people who are not of such high minded talk of that and their activity otherwise has to be taken into consideration second you have given a number of instances where advisers have gone wrong you given a number of instances of that maybe does it still continue in our political circles even today third you have talked of uh, people quoting this particular thing like devil quoting the scripture all these guys trot out a part of this and cut out the other part and the invariably the people who are quoting this are those who wish to put you to sleep and fourthly since you have done so much of study on this i do think we also should study as question of this ahimsa paramo dharma how far it is applicable and to whom it is applicable <clears throat> maybe we have not studied it enough so these are the small little four points i am grateful 
No, uh, thank you very much, uh, Colonel Mahodaya. Uh, you brought out uh, uh, perfectly the gist of uh, what I was trying to say. If I start giving instances of its usage, you would be amazed. Our Prime Minister Ji has uh, very recently um, used this shloka uh, in a speech, uh, I think in the United Nations. Uh, it is a favorite shloka of ev the whole spectrum of political political um, powers, right from on one hand, um, as I said, Congress party, Sonia Gandhi, etc., liberals, and on the other, um, the so-called uh, Hindutva right-wing uh, end of the spectrum as well, and everybody in between. So, Vasudev Kutumbakam is therefore not only popular, but uh, like you gave other examples, um, Ahinsa Paramodharmaha, another one, Ekam Sat Viprah Bahudhavadanti, that is also Shruti Vachana, that also they misuse, it is not intended meaning of that shloka, the way they say, that oh, all religions are equal, because Ekam Sat Viprah Bahudhavadanti, that is not the intended meaning of the <laughs> Veda, when, when, when they said it. And it continues um, in the wrong sense. Hmm? Um, I hope that answers uh, Colonel Mohodaya. Do you see any solutions like uh, for this misquoting to be? Uh, do you see a vice crow happening or the in the public conscience maybe? Yeah, I think the solution is um, um, awareness, and now with the uh, kind of uh, platforms we have, um, awareness is more easily done. Uh, now you don't have monopoly or dependence, um, or, or you know, on public awareness by the mass media. Now you have social media, so awareness. And uh, again, I think uh, part of that awareness is not to be taken in by quotations, sweet talk, uh, you know, giving uh, so much value to, to people talking nice things. Hmm? So the awareness has to be uh, to judge by facts the behaviors, not the sayings and words so much. Judge people by behavior by their history, by their actions, hmm? by their uh, pattern of what they have done, rather than what they say, what they talk, etc. So, again and again and again, we need to remind ourselves and the society to pay attention uh, to the facts of the behavior, not the words. One last, a little personal question. So much knowledge, you have been through every text possible. How long did it take you? And what was the motivation? So, uh, it, it took me about uh, 7 or 8 months to go through all these texts. Uh, uh, I am not a full time academician, right? I mean, I, 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 I have a day job. Um, so, uh, this was more like uh, a weekend job to go to different libraries. Many of them were in different cities. Fortunately, when I did that research in 2009, I was living in Calcutta. Calcutta is a very rich source of uh, archives, manuscripts, etc. Multiple uh, libraries of uh, uh, manuscripts. So, that helped and also I had to travel to so many places to access some of these texts. I had to take help from my colleagues, uh, my friends uh, in personal life, um, especially when I, I, you know, I could not read the script in which some of these manuscripts were. So, it took me long time, very long time. Um, uh, also, uh, it required uh, quite a bit of um, 
challenges for me in uh, being able to validate because uh, it is a respected uh, shloka. Vasudev Kutumbukam is popular and so respected. So, challenge for me was to not run it down. I mean, it is a hoax only when used in the wrong context. Otherwise, it is a Shruti Vachana, it is part of an Upanishada which is very established, very respected. So, the shloka itself, um, I have to uh, I had to be careful not run down. Only the wrong usage of the shloka is what I was against. So, the challenge for me was that uh, part as well.